What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Reality TV Happy Hour. My name is Jordan Parhar, and today we are back talking about Big Brother Canada 5 live on a Wednesday night on RobHasAWebsite.com. And joining me today are some great friends of mine. First is a man who uh, we know is the real king. Sorry, William. It's Brent. Welcome out, ladies and gentlemen. Brent, how are you? I'm great. Do you realize that at the beginning of every show, you do the same thing that Jeff Probst does on Survivor? He's like, next time on Survivor. And here it's like, <laughs> oh, the reality TV. Yeah. yeah, it's the same thing. That is so I'm, true. I'm We're going to miss oh it, Jordan, God. when you're gone. Yeah, right. It's, uh, I, I, learned, uh, I learned from the, the greatest JP of all time. Thank I, you. Uh, I, had to, I, I had yes. to take that and, and include it in my repertoire. But yeah, I didn't even realize <laughs> that's where I got it. But Brent, you are really on to something. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> it's a good hot take. Yep. That's so well funny. <laughs> bravo. Bravo, Brent Wildguan. That's very good. Yeah, I just always have done the same intro. And, uh, you know, for some reason it was in my brain. And I was like, why do I? Like, Rob doesn't You're do like, that. Like, why? That's why? Catchy. It's gotten progressively more pregnant as time has gone on. Like, yeah, you know, it, at the beginning, it was like, you know, yeah. uh, this edition of the reality TV, but now it's like, oh! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody should do uh, oh go try and look back at all the old episodes and figure like see where the progression like where when does the, the, the evolution yeah when know. does it really shift because I do you're right Brent I think it was a gradual thing it was not a thing at, at first but slowly over time uh, ha- has morphed into a thing uh, and uh, the our second panelist tonight you've already heard her voice uh, it's the great <laughs> Melissa Danny ladies and gentlemen Melissa how are you. I'm good. Uh, I was just telling, well, I was just telling you guys about how Trevor Boris retweeted me tonight about the comp. So, you know, I'm kind of like a celebrity. It's like, whatever. It's fine. Right? It's cool. Yeah. Look at you, Melissa. <laughs> look at you go. You're telling me about yeah, how I'm you, going, I'm going places. You, you are going places and also telling me before this podcast, how you've hung out with Hayden Voss before, uh, not Hayden Moss. So, uh, there yeah, you go, not Melissa. Hayden Moss. Hayden Voss. Hayden Voss. Of, so, yeah. Uh, Pretty impressive, Melissa. There we go. You're moving oh, on up. Know. Hayden Boss, Trevor <laughs> Boris, who knows what's next? Yeah, uh, things we don't are know. on the horizon for Melissa. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, let's set things up for you guys. Uh, we are live again on robiswebsite.com. We've got the chat room going if you want to see that. Uh, chatwing.com slash happy hour. Uh, this is a live show. So if you want to get your questions in, you can tweet them to me. Uh, I am at Jordan Parhar on Twitter. Use hashtag happy hour. And we will get into those sh- uh, questions throughout the show. Uh, and just, you know, I've had people say like, Hey, why don't you take my question? Blah, blah, blah. If you best way to get the que- your questions asked on the show, ask something that I have not talked about on uh, the podcast. And you will probably do the question at the end. So if you want to wait to submit your questions till I, Give the curtain call or whatever. Uh, save it for then, and then uh, I will I will be checking the questions later on. So 
there you go. Just to let you guys know. Also, a couple things of note. One, uh, John Party was scheduled to be on this podcast. Unfortunately, uh, John was unable to join us. John is a bartender. Uh, he thought he was going to be off working time. Very busy for him right now. So uh, he was unable to get off of his shift. So uh, John sends his apologies. Uh, so just want to let you guys know, uh, Brent is pinch hitting. So Brent, we appreciate you jumping on board to help out my boy, Big JP. Uh, and, uh, I'm sure you've got plenty of things to say, so we couldn't have found a better person to fill in. And, uh, the second thing I want to let you guys know about is if you haven't already, uh, there are tickets still available for the RHAP live big brother Canada five recap show in Toronto. Uh, I believe that is in two weeks time. So that's very soon. Uh, it's going to be at the Sheraton hotel. Uh, you can find those tickets by going to, uh, Rob's website.com slash Toronto BB can. Uh, and there, all the information for that is there. There's going to be, Rob's going to be there. Brent's going to be there. Alex and Taryn are going to be there. Uh, some big brother Canada alum are going to be there. So it should be a really fun night. Definitely check that out if you are in the greater Toronto area. Okay, guys, uh, let's just jump into, we're going to talk about the episode first and then we'll jump into the live feeds. Probably going to talk briefly about the episode. So apologies in advance to the non-spoiler people. Uh, but first guys, let's just talk about how stupid it was that we got left on this cliffhanger here. Like oh, it, we're, for a lot of us here, we this is the I mean, for me and Melissa, you said the same thing to me before we got on. The main reason we watched this episode was to see the secret veto ceremony, see it played, see what happens. It's one of my favorite moments from Big Brother Canada, too, when Allison pulls the veto out of her butt. I wanted to see the faces of these BB Can 5 house guests. How like uh, how frustrating is this, Melissa? It was so frustrating. That's exactly what I wanted to see. I wanted to see, you know, how it went down. Because I heard, I remember them saying uh, on the feeds afterwards that there was an alarm sound and stuff like that. So I guess we did get to see the alarm, but that's not what I want to see. I want to see it happen. I want to see how it went down, how it was secret, how nobody knew it was William, what William's reactions or facial expressions were like. I wanted to see, uh, you know, Kevin's reaction on getting taken down. I just wanted to see it all tonight. And and it, tomorrow's not a filler episode, so I don't know why they decided to save the big event for tomorrow. Yeah, it, it's stupid. I mean, I, I mean, I guess there was a lot that was packed into this episode, but I mean, come on, like how, how much extra would that have taken? Maybe a couple of minutes? I don't think it would have taken that long. So uh, what I don't know. What are your thoughts on this, Brent? This was some shady boots bullshit. That's what this was. This is Big Brother Canada being a little bit too cute by half, screwing with the fan base. They know that people wanted to see this. We're all like Melissa on the edge of our seats. I mean, I remember thinking to myself, okay, I can't miss tonight because I really want to see the secret veto. I want to see it play out. I want it to And You know what? You were, you're screwing with us and stop doing that. There was no reason not to show the complete veto ceremony tonight. We don't, we can't even talk about who the nominees are yet because you didn't tell us what happened. So, uh, you know, I don't know. Is Kevin going to be taken off? Is Bruno going to get taken off? Is, is, uh, 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 what's his face? William, the King going to use the veto on Bruno. Oh, I wonder like, come on. We, yeah. And, and Stephanie in the chat just said, just said, okay, yeah, as if the alarm would go off and then he wouldn't use the veto. Like the yeah, secret exactly. veto wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. So like clearly it's used. Like they can't trick us into thinking like, is it going to be used? Is it not going to be used? Like, no, of course it's going to be used because why would the alarm go off if nothing was like, okay, the alarm goes off, nothing happens, everyone's done, the veto ceremony's over. No, that's not going to happen. So great. We just missed it. 
Yeah, I, I, it's just uh, like well, why? obviously you guys know. I mean, like let's just be let's just spill the tea for a second. I mean, obviously he's used the secret veto on Kevin. I'm just going to tell you that if you're watching the episode because <laughs> oh, otherwise no, the alarm he just said the alarm wouldn't have gone off. Now I'm not going to tell you who the replacement nominee is, but you know William has gone and used the secret veto on Kevin. That's why the alarm went off, and we're going to have to wait and see once we get into the spoiler section who he who Dimitri puts up in his place. But I mean, uh, you know, to, to, I mean, Jordan, to proceed as if we don't know at this point, <laughs> I feel like is is not giving enough credit to our audience. Like they know. Come on. No, yeah, no, our audience knows. I'm just yes. saying. Uh, yeah, I mean. I imagine if you're listening to this podcast, you know it was used. I imagine if you listen to this podcast, you also know who is the replacement nominee, but there is a you know, small percentage you don't. So we will respect you guys for the time being, but we will get into that later. But uh, yeah, it's just uh, it's just so frustrating. I don't understand what they're going for, uh, but hey, BB can going to BB can. Yep. That's, that's yep. what they're yep. going to do. So uh, all right, if that's what they're going to do, that's, that's, the, that's the hand that we're being dealt. So... I guess we'll have to find out tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> but there's also, too, like, there's so much aftermath from the veto as well. Which yeah, they're going to have so much. So much. It's like, ah, why didn't you just put this in tonight? It so literally we- would have been two seconds. Just like a two-second thing where it just happens at the very end. It what? I don't know. There's no reason for it. There's no reason to like keep us like on the hook, like because we already know that it's going to be used. So it's not really like we're on the hook. It's just, I guess, who's going to be the replacement nom? Like, I don't know. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, so that that is very frustrating. Uh, another thing that I know Brent Walcomot was very frustrated about tonight was this power of veto competition. Uh, the 100 minutes in heaven, basically 100 minutes in hell. The ex- uh, the competition for Big Brother Canada three, uh, just with a which was also twist. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I would, I would agree. I mean, and that was when was that not when when Zach was trying to save himself? I was out of the house at that point, so I can't. Yeah, remember. that was right after uh, the uh, have not oh, no, power Bruce, came in. Okay, Bruno had just okay. been evicted. There were six people left, and Ashley couldn't even compete, even though her nominations were uh, invalid. Yes. So uh, Godfrey, Sarah, and uh, Brittany, Brittany had the upper hand. If you have a majority in that competition, you can basically write your own check. Yeah, this is, uh, I mean, there has to be another way to do, I I think they like the endurance aspect. I think they liked, you know, for them, they consider this a success because we get Ika freaking out over the rabbits and Ika freaking out and everyone freaking out over the rats. So I get that they want that. I just feel like there is a better way to do this competition without screwing over the two nominees and giving them basically zero chance of zero chance to win the veto. Oh, Jordan, I have a suggestion. Why don't they buy $10 worth of plywood and put it between yeah, each dividers? Box? I mean, I, 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 I'm, I'm lost. So how did they think this was going to play out any differently than the last time we saw this competition? Totally lazy on the part of Big Brother Canada. I don't understand why they brought this competition back in exactly the same form it was before, just a different theme, basically putting lipstick on a pig. That's what it was. Yeah, it's interesting, Brent, because these comps this year, it seems like there has been a little bit of this recycling, whereas before... 
you know, the the big thing that everyone loved about Big Brother Canada is the comps every year. We don't see right. the same things over and over and over well, again. You I'll, know? I'll give Trevor Boris a pass. I mean, I in in this way, I don't mind them recycling comps. You know, Big Brother USA recycles comps. We see it the slide every year, and we all some of us look forward to it. It's interesting. We see different things every year: the before and after at the final four. We see that every year. The the point here is that you want you, you don't want to recycle a bad comp, and this is a bad comp. It wasn't fun the first time around, Melissa. I know you're with me on this. Come on. Well, I think that it's un- an unfair competition, and I yes. think that there's very easy solutions to it, which is you know put up dividers, make it so nobody can see, make it so people can't see who gets out first or who but presses their button. Like, don't give any indication that someone has pressed their button. That way, everybody just stays in their room. You press right. it when you think it's done, and then you go. But I will say that, like, as an audience member, I loved watching the comp. I thought it was really fun to see. It's just like a fun one where, you know, they, they bring in the different punishments, and people react differently, and you kind of see who wants it more. I kind of hoped that they would do more um, – prizes or rewards or something if you leave like you know they had the strawberries i guess but that's not really like i don't know i feel like they should have done with more stuff that you had to like grab or hold or something with rather than just sit there and still be able to count because you could just ignore all the stuff that they were doing it should have been that they would like hand you something to eat or like something i don't know but i I will say that as an audience member i i really liked watching it i thought it was really funny to see ika freaking out and you know to see william in love with the waiter like I, I just liked it. I really yeah. like your suggestion about uh, offering prizes because I feel like that. See, there were people in this veto competition that didn't give a damn. You know, uh, there yeah. were people there that were just there to be there. Dre and William really didn't want to win the veto. They just didn't want Kevin and Bruno to win the veto. So you, if you put prizes up there for mm-hmm. them to win, like you know, money or you know, I have not passed or anything like this, I'm sure they would have gone out. And then at that point, I feel like if it's even, then the, the competition becomes more fair. But if you have a majority alliance going against two nominees, there's no way the nominees can win this competition because you just pick two people who to get up right after the people who are on the block hit their buzzer and there's no way they can win. They yeah, should just it- like blow dollar bills over top of them or something so that way they have to like grab it and they can't just sit there like pounding on their chest to try and get the the time right i don't know something that makes them use their hands and not focus for a second so william wins this power veto uh he is seven minutes over everybody else is way over why do we think that it, it takes like every single time it seems like they do this people are way over so brent is the lesson uh, for future big brother players to always just jump out early on this one well, no, I think what this is what was happening. Uh, the people in the competition didn't want to leave before Bruno and Kevin left because right. they wanted to jump out right after them. Bruno and Kevin are aware that people are doing that, so they're trying to combat that by staying in the competition for as long as possible, hoping that everybody goes over. And if, like, if like, let's say they go over a uh, hundred minutes, and then Kevin jumps out, and then you know Dimitris jumps out, then Kevin would win the power of veto. True, true, but true, it would true. have to be really, really lucky. Yeah, very, very lucky. And uh, unfortunately, I mean, well, <laughs> ultimately works out for Gavin. Uh, not in the way he envisioned it, but uh, alas, uh, things are looking good for uh, Kevin for the time being, at least. And we'll talk more about that uh, in the live feed portion. Uh, another thing from this episode that was interesting. So we saw a lot of, you know, there was, you know, talk of like, you know, debating over, you know, who's going to, you know, whether to use the veto or not and all this stuff. And Ike is saying, 
no, uh, you know, Dre, tell William don't use it. And she's telling William, I'm the queen. Listen to me. You're a, don't go with your peasant boy. Don't use this veto. And she tells Dre, uh, Dre, talk to William, get him to not use it. And then this leads to this conversation between Dre, Kevin, and uh, William. And uh, Dre basically tells Kevin to his face, uh, you are not going to work with William in this game. You're not going to help his game out. And I don't like you and I don't trust you. Uh, to which Kevin responds, uh, yeah, I have no defense to that. Uh, is that how that all went down, Brent? Well, no, obviously it was a lot longer than that. And I, it, I, I do, even though there was a chill in the room watching the conversation, I do feel like they made it to me, it didn't seem as chilly watching it on the feeds. The mm -hmm. editing made it seem like Dre was really being a complete bitch, whereas yeah. I felt like watching the feeds and, you know, with continuity and the, the editing that they did to the conversation, it was slightly more uh, friendly or at least not threatening. In the, in the, the, the way they painted it on the screen was Dre was basically threatening Kevin, like, you know, uh, I don't trust you. Uh, I don't think you have a, either of our best interests at heart. I think you're playing William. Basically, she's calling him a phony, and she's calling their relationship a phony. I have to say that this is, I, again, a misplay on Dre's part. I really wish she would stop with the whole, you know, William, I want to show you that Kevin is playing you. William doesn't care anymore <laughs> if Kevin is playing him. Yeah. He just likes Kevin. So she's totally going about this all in the wrong way. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's that's the thing with Big Brother sometimes is people are just they don't. Yeah. Like you said, Brent, people are going to think strictly emotionally. And she's tunnel visioned about yeah. this, trying to convince William. I know, Melissa, you're with me on this. She's she's trying to convince William that Kevin is playing him. And I feel like there was like a small victory for her in that conversation because she eventually did get Kevin to admit that, you know, there was an element of playing him at times but kevin admitted as we all suspect and i believe it's true that he really does care about william and really wouldn't do anything to screw him over in this game not because he actually cares about him but because it actually is beneficial for his own personal game uh now another thing on this episode tonight was you know we are presented again and i saw it's funny i saw this on one of the commercials before the show started that basically said ica is the captain of the odyssey lots of you know uh very you know the show is very on board with ica Ica's doing a great job by the way uh but at the same time i, I found it interesting and, and taryn armstrong pointed this out he said based on what you know has you guys have been talking about on the podcast the past couple of days uh, you know, it presented it in that moment where Dre goes to Kevin. It was presented as if Ika is the one that is playing Dre. When I saw a tweet from Taryn saying, really, this is how they're presenting this? Hashtag backwards week. Uh, is this, what do you think about all this, Melissa? Is Dre being played or is Ika the one being played here? I think everybody's kind of playing each other, but I do think I don't think it's as clear cut as the show wants to make it seem with which is that Ike has got all her little puppets kind of doing whatever she wants. Dre is playing Ike a lot uh, because Ike just trusts Dre for some reason, no matter what Dre does, Ike trusts her and she doesn't want to go against her. And Dre, the entire time behind Ika's back, is sitting there saying, We've got to get Ike and Dimitri's out. Like, we just got to get them out. So the entire time, Dre is playing Ika and acting to her face as if she's there, you know, together till the end. She's not going to go against her, but really she totally is. So it's, it's not as clear cut in Ika's favor as the show wants to make it seem. But at the same time, Ika's playing everybody as well. So everyone's basically playing everybody. 
Everybody's playing everybody. You on board with that, Brett? Um, I'm on board with it to an extent. I will say that I don't believe that Ika is really playing Dre. I really do think that Ika thinks that Dre wholeheartedly has her and Dimitri's best interests at heart, um, at least for the time being. And she couldn't be more wrong. Uh, that's just totally wrong. And uh, I don't. I. It, it, it's still the the most amazing thing about this week is not Kevin Martin coming off the block via the secret veto. It is that Dre somehow up until this point has not yet been exposed for the snake that she is. I mean, she really is. She's she's uh, people call Jackie the rat floater. Uh, I wouldn't call Dre a floater, but she's definitely a rat. And she, she goes around and makes sure she's, she, it's a great game. I, I have to give her credit, but uh, I feel like her number's up sooner than later. All right. Uh, is it time to talk about feeds yet? Yes. You guys want to get into it? All right. Let's, let's do it. Let's move on. Uh, moving on. Uh, all right. So if you do not want to know spoilers in terms of who has been named as the replacement nominee or any hints as to who is uh, likely to be leaving the house tomorrow, uh, we will bid you farewell. Thank you for joining us and for tuning in. Uh, and uh, yeah, we will. We'll, we'll see you, uh, I guess, soon. Rob will have an exit interview coming up in the next few days, and the LFC will be back on Sunday with their show. All right, before we move forward, we're just going to take a quick break, and we'll be back right after this. The Office of Civil Defense has issued the following message This is a spoiler warning. A spoiler warning means that an actual spoiler against this country has been detected, and that protective action should be taken. Let's just get into it. Live feeds. Bam. Melissa, what happened at the uh, or with the secret veto? Kevin was taken off of the block by William, who went up in his place. Eh, not much. Go ahead. No, I'm, sorry. I'm, just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Karen went up in his place and Karen kind of went a little crazy. Yeah, it's you think? A-, a little crazy, just a bit, just a little crazy. Tiny bit, just a tiny bit crazy. She's I, she's on another level this week or these past couple days. It's been very interesting to hear her crazy theories about how what she think went went down, like how she's super pissed at random people. Like she's super mad at at Kevin. I mean, obviously she's mad at Ke- she's always mad at Kevin, but she's really mad because she's like blaming kevin for her being on the blog she's blaming bruno saying oh good move bruno good move bruno and it's like if bruno had the secret power why would he take kevin off the block and not himself she keeps saying like she keeps telling everyone i saw william you know she's got she saw william come out of a hatch uh in the wall and she told him you must have a secret power veto and instead she's like so it must be jackie jackie must have had it kevin must have had it she just why why doesn't how does she not automatically jump to oh my god it was William? So she I, has not picked know. up that she has not accused William of having this yet, Melissa. I mean, she said it. She's but, she but said she's also said names. that everybody had it. So okay. it's not been like completely like I it was William. Although she did tell Bruno, I guess that that she did see William coming out of a hatch. I think it was she told Bruno. Uh, but but 
she's had so many crazy theories for this week. She keeps thinking that there's going to be two votes that someone that Bruno's going to get two votes that she's going home. Like she has all, I, I don't even know where to begin with her theories at this point. It's paranoia. That's what it is. It's it paranoia. Is. Look, she has not been on the block before and it's always a new experience for a big brother player. The first time they're put on the block, some people, as you can see, handle it really well. Other people, not so much. Karen is somebody who she, I, I, I felt like this was going to happen. I remember when Dimitris and Aika were talking about, okay, if William does use the regular veto, of course, they didn't know about the secret veto. If he uses the regular veto, who are we going to put up? We're probably going to put up Karen, uh, much to the chagrin of me, because Karen is probably, as Taryn stated on, our, on, our, on the show on Monday, uh, probably the, the most loyal to Aika and Dimitris, or at least was up until uh, the veto meeting on Monday. But, uh, and I'm not even sure exactly where Karen totally stands. I just know that she doesn't like Kevin Martin. <laughs> yeah, although actually today she had a she had an apology conversation, not like an apology, but I guess like a, a are you okay? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I think someone just went down the wrong throat. Continue. I'm just gonna mute my mic for a sec. <laughs> um she had a conversation with Kevin and Bruno where essentially she kind of apologized for well, apologized in her own way for, you know, the way that the whole thing went down and how angry she got at them and the things she was saying to Kevin and, and she, they kind of all made up and they jokingly, you know, talked about final twos and how everything was just like kind of crazy right now. So Karen, Karen's kind of calmed down. She said like, am I not allowed? I got, you know, totally blindsided in this competition. Am I not allowed to have a little freak out? And they were like, you're allowed to have a freak out. You're fine. So, I mean, they've, they were joking and laughing in the hot tub. Uh, so, I mean, Karen's kind of toned it down, but it was really funny for a while. It was uh, really yeah. funny. It was really funny for a while, and it was it went on a little bit too much for my taste. I, uh, you know, I, I Thank like you, Brent. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. It was um, too much. I'm sorry. And this yeah. is, I'm sorry. People, you know, uh, Rob, Taryn, and Alex were on the Monday show, and they're like, ah, it's so funny, blah, blah, blah. Do you want me you to can, say it? or I feel like it would be better coming from me because you're friends you, with you, them. Yeah, you can you can say okay. it. But just from, my, yeah, just from my perspective, I get where they're coming from, mm-hmm. uh, but I just felt like it was a little – it was a little much for my taste. Yeah, she's getting a pass. Yes. She's yeah. getting a pass because she's the old lady in the house. And if anybody else said this, I think the fans would come down really harsh on them. I mean, was it feeds gold? Yes. I didn't like to see Kevin get attacked. I mean, he's a big boy. He can handle it. But I felt like it must be really hard to be Kevin when you have somebody in the house who just irrationally hates you and blames you for everything. I mean, it is funny when you think about it, but when you project yourself and say, well, what if I was that person? It can't exactly be very comfortable. It, it, I, I don't know the right word to describe it, but I, I can't imagine, like I'm putting myself in Kevin's uh, uh, place and thinking to myself, I'm interacting with somebody like Karen. I just don't think I would, would like it very much. And she also, to me, went outside the box a little bit with her uh, throwing shade at Kevin for being a little fluid with his sexuality and playing in different sandboxes. And I felt like that was uncalled for. And I mean, I can throw shade at Kevin because it's fun, but Karen in the house is more mean spirited about it. And uh, I felt like it was a bad look. So she gets a pass because she's a stupid. I didn't like some of, I didn't like some of the personal attacks. Like I don't think that you should personally attack someone. I thought that uh, for a while it was like kind of funny and 
invest. And then when it starts getting personal, you, I don't like that very much. Um, but I did love when uh, Kevin was like, uh, so is our final two still on? And she was so upset by that comment. It was so great. And it was and an I obvious that, joke. Um, Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was totally a joke. Um, I thought it was hilarious uh, that Kevin said that and he was willing to joke about it. Um, and I thought he kept his composure very well. I, I think it's really hard when someone's just attacking you to, you know, keep it in and not attack back. Um, so I thought that was really good. And I thought that some of the, I mean, some of the stuff that she said eventually when they had their conversation in the hot tub today, she like, she took some of it back and she said, you know, I didn't really mean that. Like, you know, I was just really worked up stuff like that. Um, and asking like, did I hurt you? And I said that, you know, so it was, it was good that she, she kind of toned it down and apologized. And I thought it was really funny because Bruno was so hurt by the fact that she said she didn't like any of their talks. Cause like when she was mad, she, she told him, I didn't like any of our talks. I didn't enjoy any of our talks. And he's like, you didn't enjoy our talks. I loved our talks. (laughs) And so the entire time they were making up, he's like, but did you like our talks? Like he kept directing it towards him. It was so funny. Bruno's great. I love Bruno. He was great. Uh, he's, he's a very, he's a good dude. Uh, speaking of Bruno, uh, I, I mean, well, first, I mean, there's been lots of talk. I think Taryn's done a sufficient job talking about, and, and Rob and Alex, in terms of whether William should have used both vetoes or not. Uh, so I don't think we need to get too much in depth with that. Uh, but now that it's Karen and Bruno on the block, now that Karen has calmed things down, uh, does Bruno have uh, a hope in hell of, of staying in this game, Brent? Does he have a hope? Yes. Um, it is a slim one. And But the problem is I feel like he's sort of of two minds about this. On one hand, I feel like that him and Kevin believe that their best hope of getting Karen out of the house is for Karen basically to self-evict. Like, they want uh, Kevin to antagonize Karen. Um, so, you know, this little uh, chat near the hot tub today, I don't exactly know if that was in their best interest for her to calm down. You don't want her to calm down. You want her to say things that expose her and that get people thinking and that shake up the sand in, in, in the hourglass. You know what I mean? Um, on the other hand, he, he does have a play via Ica, although... Uh, and I'm going off on a tangent here for a second, but he, Kevin and Martin, uh, Kevin and Martin, Kevin Martin and Bruno <laughs> were, I'm not listening to Karen for too long. They were talking about making a play without Ike and Dimitris, but I feel like that play is dead. Their only play is with Ika and Dimitris. They have to get Ika to be on board with saving Bruno. And she does seem amenable to that. Uh, and she even admits that if Bruno stayed, that he probably wouldn't go after her. I'm sort of at a loss as to why she won't keep him. I feel like she will. She says, I'll, you know, I'm going to do whatever Dre's going to do this week. And Dre obviously doesn't want to keep Bruno because Dre doesn't have a relationship with Bruno. And, and Bruno uh, rationally hates Dre. And I say that because I feel like that uh, Dre has given him a lot of lip and Bruno's sort of used to sh- schmoozing his way with people, you know, and Dre kind of doesn't put up with that bulls bull so uh i feel like he doesn't like it when when people call him on his on his game you know what i'm saying so is there a play yes but it involves ike and dimitris and so far they do not seem to be willing to pull the trigger and i think that they really should oh no oh no melissa zio bruno my boy uh i mean ike's hit list really i mean she's got netta cindy bruno all back to back uh wow uh well well done by ike wong let me ask you this question melissa um so you know we're sitting out here we're omniscient and we know that dre is plotting against ike if you're ike and dimitris 
do you, thinking that Dre is with you, do you keep Bruno in the house this week? What do you think? If I'm Aika, I think I would keep him in the house because I think it's very important that she noticed that the vets are dwindling and the vets are going home one by one. And eventually she's going to be the only vet left. And then she's, it's going to be her with all the newbies and they're going to turn on her. They're not going to want a vet to get to the end because they know that the entire jury is made up of vets. So a vet would probably vote for a vet to win saying, wow, you outlasted all of us. We don't want a new person to win or whatever. Maybe they might say that who knows. But the point is, is that you don't want to be the only vet left with a ton of newbies until the very, very, very end. And I think it's way too early to be the only vet left. Yeah. And I think also too, I think Ika needs to look at this as, you know, uh, and I, and I lost my train of thought. Uh, I was going to say, basically, uh, go ahead, Brent, jump in here. Save me. Throw, well, what throw, I was going to say you, was, throw me a raft. yeah, no, I was just going to save you since you, I could tell you were dying for a second there. And I've been there by the way. I, I've totally been there. No one has been there to save <laughs> me. me. Too. <laughs> um, what I was going to say was that I feel like that Ika should make the move. Um, also because, um, she is somebody that is looked at as a trophy. So um, many of the house guests are talking about, well, if I get Ika out, the jury will love mm-hmm. me because the jury, as it stands, hates Ika. And yeah. I don't think that they're necessarily right about that. Now, will people give them credit for getting Ika out? Possibly. But I do not believe that the jury hates Ika. In fact, I believe that Netta and Cindy would be willing to vote for Ika if she gets to the final two. Mm-hmm. And the jury certainly doesn't believe that. So Ika's that's one thing that's working in Ika's favor at this point is that people think that she's hated by the, by the jury. On the other hand, uh, they feel like she's a bit of a prize to get out. So she needs to kind of remove that, that sort of, uh, 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 aura around her where people will say, well, if I do this, then I'll win the game because that's not true. They won't win the game. And, uh, Ika obviously would be out of the game because of it. Yeah, I, I think having what I was going to say, here's what I was going to say. Kevin and Bruno, having them both in there, I mean, I don't care, you know, who, you know, I know Ike has got this aura about her. As long as Kevin and Bruno are in that house, people are going to be gunning after them and going after mm-hmm. them before you are Ike and Dimitri. So I, I think just from that perspective alone, especially if Ike knows, hey, Kevin and Bruno are going to keep me around. And who knows? We don't, we don't know that that's what they're saying. I don't know if they'd fully go through with it, but I think it does make sense for both Kevin and Bruno and Ika and Dimitri to just say, hey, guys, look, let's just roll to the end, final four, and not let one of these newbies win this game because as soon as we go after each other, they're just they're going to have enough ammunition uh, and power to get rid of whoever's left after this war is done. So, yeah, and it's two really, pairs. Yeah, exactly, two pairs. And I, 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 I also agree with what Alex said on the podcast on Monday, which is that even though by doing this you probably put – Kevin and Bruno in a better position than you are currently. And by, and I'm sure you're saying, well, why would they be in a better position than Ike and Dimitri's? Here's the thing. If they save them, then the people, if, if it's not a unanimous vote, if it's like three to three and Dimitri's breaks the tie or, or four to two, the people who are left out of that or who were trying to get Bruno out of the house, if they win HOH, they're going to take their wrath out on Ike and Dimitri's. They're not going to go after Kevin and Bruno. You always go after the person who wronged you, not the person that caused the wrong. If if you're the person who actually causes it to happen, people are going to hold you accountable for it. So that's why I feel like if anything's holding them back, it might be that. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I can see that for sure. Uh, and going back to also your point earlier, Brent, in terms of the and how this jury is going to vote, if Ica is in the final two, Ica is winning this game. I, I don't care who she's against. I think this jury, especially Netta and Cindy, yes, they were, you know, they were fooled by Ica and they were taken up by her. But both of them are going to respect the fact that Ica played the hell out of this game and she's a really strong game player. Uh, I, I know that Netta in particular does not want to be viewed as a bitter juror uh, based on conversations I've had with her in the past. And I know the same with, with Cindy uh, as somebody who's been on a jury with Cindy. I think Cindy doesn't care who, you know. Who, who screwed her over. Cindy just wants to vote for who she thinks played the best game. That's what she did on season three. I think that's what she'll do uh, with this season as well. Uh, one cre- question that I wanted to ask you guys, it's a little random, uh, is uh, Melissa, did anybody find out? I know William was telling some people he told Dre that he had the secret veto. He told Kevin that he had the secret veto, who then told Bruno. Has it gotten back to Ike and Dimitri's that it is 100% William that used that veto to save Kevin? I don't think so. I think people I are still questioning yeah. it. I have not seen a conversation where it was explicitly told to them that it was him. So William is still right. in a. In, in, so William's still in a pretty good spot then, Brent. Uh, yes, amazingly so. Uh, uh, sorry, I was looking at somebody. Somebody stacked in Florida in the chat said uh, no, and I'm like, oh, did we screw <laughs> that up? But she, <laughs> then they then they stacked. You clarified. Ica doesn't know. Dre, Dre doesn't know. Okay. Or, or uh, I think she means Dimitri doesn't know. So, uh, yeah, I, I, William still is in a good spot. Look, I don't understand this. I really don't. Because Taryn rightfully said that, you know, William, in using the secret power of veto, people will know that it's him. Karen yeah. saw him coming out of the closet. Right, you'd think. That was our biggest point. Yeah. was that Karen saw him. She would know. She would tell everybody. How would it be secret still? And she still thought it was Jackie or Kevin or Bruno. Like, she just didn't. And I'm again, so why would Jack use the veto? Because the house guests are aware of the rules of the secret veto, which is that it didn't keep you safe. So they should. The, the, the thing is that the murky rules of the veto, of the secret veto, are what's keeping William, William's secret because the house guests think that, well, it couldn't have been William because if it was William, then it would be obvious that it was him because he was the only one who was safe because he had the veto. So that's what Jackie was saying. Like, and I'm like, that is the most backhanded logic I've ever heard in my life. But uh, yeah. anyway, whatever. Also, Jackie, you're not helping your case that it was yeah. by saying, no, it couldn't have been William. It's like, well, if it couldn't have been William, woo. Then it's you. <laughs> Hello, Jackie. Uh, so that, that's, that's funny. Uh, another thing I want to touch upon as well, uh, Melissa, in terms of developments uh, within the past 24 hours or so uh ike sorry not ike dre would you say it was dre you talked pre-show about this dre has formed a new alliance of three that is a great uh, to maybe take not out. an alliance but okay. more that what happened was is that um dimitri and ike uh, told Dre that they needed to get out Kevin. And they were saying, we need to pull Dylan in to get out Kevin. And basically, they're already planning ahead for next week, which I guess makes sense. But because Bruno's like, we're essentially, they're assuming that Bruno's gone. So they, they tell Dre, we need to get out Kevin. Um, and they say, we need to pull Dylan in. Let's tell him whatever we need to say, like lies about Kevin. It doesn't matter. Let's get him. So they pull Dylan in and they say, they tell Dylan lies about Kevin and how Kevin's this giant liar and how 
um, Ika and Dre were in a room with Kevin and Kevin said this stuff to them that turned out to be lies. Like, this is crazy. And of course, Dylan's like buying right into it. And then right afterwards, Dre talks to Dylan and tells him, don't believe anything that Ika is saying. It's all lie. Uh, I, if she says that I was in a room with her, I wasn't in a room with her and Kevin. I didn't hear any of this. Like, these are all lies. She told me beforehand that she wanted to lie to you to try and get you to get out Kevin. So don't believe it. And so then essentially she, and that Jackie said that she told her the same thing about lies about Kevin. And they all kind of put it, put it all together and basically said that Dre, Dylan and Jackie uh, need to keep Kevin or maybe or need to get out Ika and Dimitri's is basically essentially what they need to do is get out Ika and Dimitri's their That's their goal. So it was a very interesting development and it kind of made me think, you know, Oh, maybe they want to keep Bruno to keep him in against Ika and Dimitri's, but uh, then not so much. They, they didn't quite, quite decide that right. but they are against psych and Dimitri's. and that is a really big development because up until i think today um dylan has been saying okay so we're gonna get out kevin next and then jackie i mean like he's been following the plan as devised uh-huh. by ike and Dimitri's. i mean he's basically like i'm not throwing shade at the guy but he's a very you know basic big brother player that just thinks from A to B to C, whereas players like Trey are capable of going from A to C and going back to B, if that's the order that she wants to do it in. And I feel like that he has to be told, this is what we need to do, and he'll go along with it. He's never just going to come up with something on his own. <laughs> yeah, didn't, yeah. Dylan, didn't Dylan even say in the diary room on his HOH, he was like, yeah, people are coming to me with plans, and you know, I'm just going to go with whatever makes sense. Like, that's, that's just Dylan, I feel like, you know? And hey, it's working for him. He's he's in a pretty good spot right now, so I don't know if I can fault him for it. Right. Uh, all right, let's take some questions, guys. If you want to send those in, uh, you can tweet uh, me at Jordan Parhar on Twitter. Make sure you use hashtag Rahappy Hour so that way I can see it when I'm going through my little search on Twitter. This first question comes from Jordan Chong. Jordan says, what is Kevin's path to the end? Uh, so this is an interesting question. So it sounds like Kevin was being targeted, still is being targeted, by, targeted by Ike and Dimitri's, uh, but, uh, could be okay next week, depending on who wins this HOH, Melissa. Yeah, I think it really depends on the HOH. I think that, uh, you know, if Ike somehow wins HOH, things could be really bad for Kevin next week. But I think that if anybody else wins HOH, it could be really good for Kevin and he could just slip under the radar this next week because Ike and Dimitri's is the big target for the entire house. So I think that it, it really depends on how HOH goes. Uh, Brent, what do you think? What's the, like in terms of if Kevin, let's say hypothetically, uh, Kevin does not win HOH next week. And one of those middle people wins the HOH. What should the game plan be for Kevin to make it all the way to the end of this game? He needs to. You're saying if one of the middle people wins, somebody like yes. William, or well, actually, no, let's take out William. Let's somebody like Dre or Dre. Dylan or Jackie. Sure. Or, okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like well, the play is that he hopefully gets lost in the shuffle a little bit, and I, I know that's you know uh, amazing to say about a guy like Kevin Martin, you know, gamer, professional poker player, you know, returnee, fan favorite, but he could get lost in the shuffle a little bit because a lot of people really don't respect his game. And some people on the outside don't really respect his game. So uh, mm-hmm. I feel like that uh, his, he's one of those people that I feel like his, his game as viewed by the people on the outside is probably pretty accurate as to how the people in the house view it. 
And so because of that, that should work in his favor. I always think that somebody like Demetrius or Ica would be evicted before Kevin unless, but, but the thing that works against him is his sketchiness, his shadiness. And it, it, and it, let me be clear. He's not sketchy or shady for the most part, <laughs> but he comes off that way. Yeah. He comes off very um, like Shireen in um, uh, Survivor. Uh, Worlds Apart. Very yeah. always thinking, always coming up with something. And I don't think he is, but he, that's the way that people perceive him. And in a reality game show, uh, perception is reality. So in order for him to get to the end, he hopes <clears throat> he has to hope that Ike and Demetrius are targeted this coming week, or Miracle of Miracles, Ica wins and decides to target some people in the middle. And I think that she would. In fact, I'm positive she would not go after Kevin if she wins HOH. And if that happens, that might cause a war between Ike and Demetrius and the middle. And then Kevin would definitely squeak through that. Yeah, I, I think, I, you know, as hard as this is, I mean, it sucks. I, I loved this pairing of Kevin and Bruno in this game. But for Kevin's long-term game, uh, you know, I, I do think this is pretty good in terms of him sticking around for a couple more weeks. Uh, but, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just Big Brother Canada, so who freaking knows what's going to happen. How many people are left after this? There's eight after, after tomorrow, correct? Do we know? There's, there's going to be, yeah, it's Kevin. Kevin. Yeah, there's eight left after tomorrow. Yeah. 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 Okay. So eight left after tomorrow. We have three weeks until the finale uh, on uh, May 18th. So if we're looking, so we're getting down from eight to three by finale nights. We need to get rid of five people in a span uh, in that, in that time frame. Do we think there's going to be a triple at some point? I saw some rumors no. on the internet today. You don't think so, Brent? No, because come on, you guys. Like, we know how this works. Like, at final six to final five and then onward, like, they really speed it up. And thank God they do because there's not a lot of strategy happening in the house. I mean, in Big Brother US and in Big Brother Canada, final five happens and, and then they usually surprise them. And then they do the final four and they think they have, you know, nominations and a veto the next day. And then they have an eviction that night and qu- we're quickly down to three. And then three is on finale night. So, you know, so I, I feel it's like really maybe, quick. So maybe a double then? Worry, I, I'm sure we're going to have another double. Yes, we're okay. going to have a double eviction, but that's all they need in, in order to make it to the end. Uh, okay. Well, we'll that would uh, be really great if the double falls on the night that we do uh, Big Brother yes. Know-It-Alls on, on Thursday in Toronto. <laughs> I'm just saying. That would be that would be Producer, a very good night. Yes, that would be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you never know. That would be uh, your campaigning could work, Brent. I think that would be uh, that would be perfect. So hopefully uh, that is what. Ha- yeah, I think that could make sense. And then yeah, have that final. You know, the one before that on the Sunday. So yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. Keep an eye on that. Uh, okay, uh, this one. Yeah, is from- oh, yeah. Somebody, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but somebody in the chat stacked in Florida said, and no jury buyback. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. There's none. At this point that uh, Netta is not going to win Big Brother Five, as Rob famously predicted a couple weeks ago after, yeah. after <laughs> she after she was evicted. Uh, <laughs> no Tino shade at Rob because there always has been a buyback in Big Brother Canada, but I don't believe they're going to do it this time. Yeah, they they did say there was somebody who was in the chat, I believe it was last week, maybe the week before, who said it came up at the eviction. Usually uh, production fields questions from the audience, and one of them was, is there going to be a jury buyback this season? And production said, no, it is not happening. There is no buyback this year. So there is your answer. If this person and if production was being truthful there. I, I think it, it, you just can't with this, this, this amount of people left in the game. Uh, just not enough time. Uh, okay, this question is from uh, Yamirt. Yamirt says, what do you think about the edit Kevin is getting this season? 
interesting edit we're getting from Kevin so far, Melissa. Yeah, I think it's interesting because I feel like they're trying to make him out to be this and strategist who, you know, feels no emotions toward anyone and it's just gaming. And I don't think that that's what's going on at all. So <laughs> I think it's pretty funny that that's the way they're choosing to go. I mean, I think that their edits of people are very interesting this time around. I mean, they they gave Netta like just the worst edit ever. And, and I think she was a lot more nuanced than what they were portraying her as. And then Aika is just, you know, this until this episode or until these most recent episodes. But uh, she was just this sweet, you know, funny, fun, showmancy, like I'm in love kind of girl, which isn't what she's been doing. I mean, she's been controlling like a lot of the game and, you know, getting in fights with people too. And so, and now they've got Kevin as this mastermind. So I think it's, it's interesting the way they're choosing to portray people. I don't know where they're getting this stuff from because it's not the same as the feeds I'm watching. They got to craft their story. That's what, uh, that's what Somehow. they're doing, I, I guess. Uh, yeah. But Brent, what, do you have any, any thoughts on, well, the, on Kevin's edit? Uh, Kevin's edit, um, I feel like that they're still trying to make him out to be the player that he said he was going into Big Brother Canada 3. And he's really not that guy. I mean, I feel like he's a little bit more comfortable with himself. I feel like he understands the game better. I feel like he understands that maybe he's not as good of a player as he thought he was. And the edit really doesn't show a whole lot of that. The only thing that I was heartened to see by the edit was on Monday's show, after they lost the HOH competition, you saw him in the diary room just broken. And I don't know that you've ever seen Kevin as broken in the diary room as you did right after Dimitri's one HOH. And when they have to, you know, uh, scamper and think of a plan real quick to save him and Bruno to make sure at least one of them was off the block, which of course didn't ultimately happen. Uh, I was going to comment really quickly about, uh, you know, Netta's edit wasn't great, but I feel like that in many ways it was probably more, I'm going to say this, my hot take for tonight. I feel like it was more accurate than, than, most people probably give it credit for. Um, I, because somebody sent me this, um, I don't know if you've watched it, but it was the Netta Supports Strong Women video on YouTube that someone put together. Um, actually, I don't know. It's called, yeah, Netta Supporting Strong Women is the name of it. And it is just a devastating takedown of Netta and some of the stuff that she said she believes in and then some of the stuff she said in the house. And I love you, Netta, but you're a little bit hypocritical. So yeah, I feel like the edit was probably pretty accurate on Netta. Well, I think it's one of those things where it's like everybody says, yeah, well, you know, if she didn't actually say those things, they wouldn't be on the show. But it's like so many people say so many things. And why pick out those exact things to put and only put in those things? Why not show the video of her? I mean, the the live feed clip of her apologizing to Cindy. Thank you. uh, After the the insult corner. Like, why not choose to show the other side of things? Like, why only choose these specific clips that make her look horrible like yeah sure she did say it i can't i can't sit there and say like well it's all faked it's faked because it's not it's real she did say it but they they just chose the absolute worst things to put of her and if you chose the absolute worst things of ika or of of karen or of anybody else it wouldn't look bad like good for anybody so I just feel like it was very selective in what they chose to put. And I'm not sitting there and defending some of the stuff that she did or some of the stuff that Ika did or whatever. But I will say that I do think they chose very specific clips of her to show in order to craft 
that character. All right, let, let's take another question. This one is from uh, Wesley. Wesley says, what would Jackie have to do in the coming weeks to have a chance to win against anyone other than maybe Dylan? Uh, do we have thoughts on this? Brent, is there anything Jackie can do to gain the respect of the jury? Well, I feel like she probably just needs to keep playing the game that she's playing. Like, I don't feel like you can just become somebody at this point in the game. I mean, she's playing the rat floater game. I feel like she needs to own that. Um, I don't know offhand, maybe Melissa can help me out, of a woman who has played the rat floater game and won. I mean, you guess you could call June a rat floater, but I never viewed her as a rat. She was just a floater. Um Maybe I don't know, maybe the chat room can help me, but like it would be amazing if she could get to the end and win. She's going to have to get a kernel of respect. And maybe that's winning a comp or two. Maybe that's taking out a player, or maybe that's taking out maybe that's not going after Ika. Maybe that's saying, you know what, I'm gonna put my uh, distrust of her aside. We made up. I'm going to go after somebody else and explain to the jury, assuming she made it to the final two, you know, I didn't play with my emotions. If I did, I would have targeted Ika. Clearly, I am a gamer. I was thinking of what to do. This is why I made this move at this time with these people. And she has been talking with some people in the house about who she's going to target. So I I feel like... she's fighting against her emotions because I think part of her wants to go after Ika and Demetrius. Part of her wants to go after Karen if she stays... (laughs) I know, right? But because she feels like Karen's going to put her up, so she's trying to to make that out to be a game move. Yeah. Which I guess, hey, the object of the game, I mean, yeah, Ika and Dimitris have no reason to go after Jackie. They're not scared of her at all. Whereas, yeah, if Karen is going to put you up, then yeah. I feel like for a player like Jackie, going after somebody like Karen is the perfect play. Number one, she would probably put you up, maybe, or she has no real loyalty to you. She doesn't really like you. Number two... Somebody like her is the, I'm speaking of Karen, is the Victoria. She's always going to be a placeholder for a seat that you want. You yes. want to be the person on the block who people look at and say, nah, I'm going to evict the other person who's sitting next to you. But if Karen is there and you ever end up on the block next to her, I feel like you're in severe danger of being evicted. Um, so you always, I, I, I would be terrified of players like Karen. Anybody who is a shoe in a quote unquote shoe in to get to the finals, you want to get rid of those people like Peely on your season, Jordan, uh, uh, Nikki Graham on, on big brother Canada Four. those are the people you should be scared of because there, that's always a, there's only two seats in the final two and they're going to take up one of them. If you let them get further because no one else will evict them. Yeah. I, I feel like that is a good pitch that Bruno and Kevin could have used this week against Karen and to get votes for Bruno. Melissa had, have they tried that at all or no? They've tried a lot of things, but I think they've kind of resigned themselves to the fact that they get it. I mean, Kevin keeps saying, like, I still have hope for you, but Bruno's just like, it's not happening. And so I, they've kind of turned their attention to helping Kevin uh, for moving forward in the game. Yeah. So, like, studying uh, for the, you know, upcoming competitions or, you know, talking about or trying to create relationships that Kevin can build upon uh, and they they just don't really they don't really have a hope at this point um in their minds and i think for jackie i think the one thing for her is if she gets to the end somehow the one argument she has is i did this all by myself i had no one like i had nobody the entire game i had no not that it's going to work but just saying i had nobody's help nobody wanted to work with me this entire game and i'm at the end 
That's the only thing she has. Do you think it would, it would help if she sang the song? <laughs> yeah. And they're like, great. please stop yeah. singing. Yeah, production would, in the middle of the thing, yeah. in the final right. speech, uh, Jackie, please stop singing. Uh, I think the other thing, too, I think for Jackie, in terms of, in terms of getting respect, uh, I think winning competitions is the easiest way to gain respect from the jury because that is the one thing that you can point to while you're in the jury when you're in the jury house you can't see what's going on you don't know you know you just have to go based off of what other people are saying oh when but when people say hey so and so won this competition and this competition and this competition like for my season when it got down to the end when ashley wood was you know going balling out and winning all these comps i was like oh you know what? I'm going to consider, you know, I, you know, Ashley was my friend, so I wanted an excuse. To right. But that gave me, I was like, okay, well, hey, she's building a bit of a case for herself. And there were other people in the house who I, before weren't giving her any credit were saying, hey, Ashley's doing pretty good at this game. So I think that's probably the easiest way for people in the jury to respect somebody's game because they can't really see anything else that they're doing. Uh, cough, cough, Godfrey Manguiza. Right, Brian? okay. Yes, I agree. I was going to ask you really quickly. So this is a perfect time. Um, I know in Big Brother U.S. they show people the competitions for HOH and and Vito and whatnot. But on Big Brother Canada, do you guys get to see the competitions? During my season, we did not see any of the competitions. So yeah. So uh, I mean, the people described them pretty well. Like, right. you know, hundred minutes of hell. I I didn't see that, but I had a very good idea as to what that comp looked like in my head. Right. And then when I watched the episode, I was like, okay, yeah, that's that's about it. So. Uh, yeah, no, we 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 had no footage of it, which was disappointing. Uh, did they we, show you like the nominations or anything like that, or did nothing. they just? We had nothing? no footage. Wow. We had wow. no footage. Yeah, we had to go strictly based off of what people said. So the person coming in the jury easily could have like they could have just made anything up. They could have made up anything. They could have been like, yeah, like <laughs> I know on on the edited episode, Bruno was like in the in the car, like driving to jury, and he was like, yeah, I'm playing this jury game hard. He's like, I'm gonna say these, I'm gonna lie and say stuff in here. I'm still playing the game. Bruno didn't do that, but he easily could have. Well, he said we that have- on the feeds like, recently told kevin he he was like kevin's like i don't know if i could win or he said something like that and bruno's like well i'm just he's like i'm gonna tell the jury like what you're doing and i'm and if like you're not doing it, i'm just gonna make it up he's like i'm just gonna make it up i was and so i was like oh you're gonna make it up like but they're gonna see the video well apparently you guys don't see the video so he totally could make it up no bruno could say whatever he wants he really could uh i mean eventually more people are gonna come to the jury and they're gonna be like uh that's not really what happened <laughs> yeah but i mean yeah you could but it could work so. yeah it could, it could definitely work so uh oh there is hope for jackie yet oh. go ahead brent I just want to say really quickly that I have extra reason to be pissy about the fact that they sh- did not show us the complete power of veto ceremony, because if they're going to also show us the Netta meeting the next juror on tomorrow's show, yes, thank you. Then what that's time, more geez. time that we've lost that we could have been spending on that. Thank you, Brent. I forgot about that. That could be five minutes. Oh, God. Netta and Cindy. They're going to just stuff everything in. Yeah, like, so we're supposed to get secret veto used on Kevin. He said, well, first, let me back up. Previously on Big Brother Canada, we're going to get five five minutes minutes. That (laughs) stupid recap that we get that's way too long every episode. I'm sorry. It is. Way too long. Then we're going to get the secret veto thing. Then we're going to get Karen going at Kevin. Then Mm -hmm. we're going to get strategizing of Bruno trying to save himself. 
Yep. Then we're supposed to fit in Cindy and and Netta and then the vote and then the HOH comp. And all, like, they're just not going to be able to fit all that. And, and, and Dimitri's bear costume. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, where did that come from? I feel right. like that has to. They're be just not going to mention it. They're just going to have him show up in a bear costume and just like not say anything. Like, uh, just yeah. see if anyone says something. Yeah, like, oh, guys, production. I'm oh, sorry, but we wanted. And by the to- way, go the ahead, other man. thing that we left out, oh, I, I can't. I, I wasn't on the show on Monday night, so uh, the the boys didn't really touch on this too much. Or, you know, I'm not throwing them under the bus. It was just, you know, there's a lot of things to keep in track sure. of. And, um, the the Ike and Dimitri's had this huge fight where Ike was like, she couldn't sort out her feelings for Dimitri's and it went on for a day and a half and Dre was the intermediary in regards to that so I don't you know maybe it won't end up having an effect but it's something to keep in mind for the future if they do have another fight or if you're thinking of why do they trust Dre so much it's because she's the go-between between Dimitri and Ika when they have a fight for those who don't know like I said this is my new phrase for the week by the way some shady boots editing in regards to the family videos because when they showed Ika's family video they showed it up close for like a half a second and then did a pull back to here where you could barely see it it was such a wide shot so you couldn't really see the expression on the face of her baby daddy and he was not happy he was making and he made sure that Ika was aware that he wasn't happy. So then Ika watches the video and she gets upset with herself because she's like, well, why is he unhappy? Am I being played here? <clears throat> is he mad that I'm with Dimitri's? What's going on? And you know, when you're in the house, your emotions are a wreck anyway. So that, that fight lasted for a day and a half and we're probably never going to, they won't even show two seconds of it on the show tomorrow because they have too many other things to show. Yeah, that that was the thing that I I was, you know, trying to follow on Twitter and it just didn't make sense to me. But now that you laid it all out like that, I I get where it's coming from. But uh, yeah, interesting, uh, you know, interesting choice of what to include in the episodes and what to leave out, because I I would I would have liked to see that on the episode. That would have been nice. I think a lot of people would have liked to see that, too. But maybe, uh, you know, I think. I think they do love Demica, so I think they want to. Well, you know, they need to show up. that it's not all unicorns and rainbows with them. They want to show, yeah, show that it, it's real. It's right. Real yeah. It's a much more complicated relationship. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah, I don't know, but that uh, that makes sense with Dre, though. You got the the couple's counselor. You gotta yeah. you gotta trust her. <laughs> you have to yeah. trust her. I think that does make sense there. Uh, this question is from. We'll take a couple more and then we'll wind things down. This one is from TJ Notes. TJ says, "Does Demica have a fighting chance?" Bruno and Kevin talked about Kev targeting them next week. It's Demica versus the House. Hashtag we're happy hour. Uh, yeah, do I, I feel like they don't? I mean, one of Dimitri's or Ika is going home next week unless Ika wins that HOH. In my opinion, Melissa, do you see it that way? I mean, it's very likely considering that the only way that they're both safe pretty much would be if Ika wins. And, you know, she doesn't really have that great of a track record in terms of winning comps. So I I think that, you know, I, I don't see them lasting through the week unless, like, you know, they're both on the block. One of them wins veto. Someone else goes up that's, like, a bigger target somehow. Like, something happens, and then they end up getting that other target to go. But I don't see them, the two of them, making it to the final two together. I, I definitely think that one of them's going to go and then they're going to, the other person might fade into the background because they're not part of a pair anymore. And, you know, maybe they'll get to the end, but I don't see them getting to the end together. 
I do agree that they likely will not make it to the final two. However, I am not convinced that if that Kevin Martin wins HOH tomorrow, that he will target them. Because um, are you really going to ask me to believe that he's going to target Ika, the only other vet remaining in the house, really? Are you really going to ask me to believe that he's going to target Dimitris, a really big, strong guy who is an excellent shield, removed Dimitris from the playing board, and who's the biggest guy there? I know you could say Dylan, but I feel like the most athletic guy is Kevin, mm-hmm. and I feel like he doesn't want that tag with seven, you know, after another eviction with seven people to go. I, I really don't. I really don't. I know Kevin has been saying to other people in the house, but but again, people, <clears throat> the people in the chat room. What's he going to say to them? What's he going to say to Karen? Is he going to say, I'm going to target you, bitch? No. (laughs) He's not going to say that. He's a good big brother player, or at least, you know, better than average. And he's not going to tell her to her face that he's going to target her. I really do believe that if Kevin or even possibly William, if he wins, I'm I'm losing my voice. (laughs) Finally, after all this time where Brent is yelling on these shows. Anyway. Finally caught up to him. (laughs) I know. I'm kind of amazed. I was like, really? That's happening? Um, So, uh, no, I I really do feel like if he wins HOH, then Ike and Dimitris, there'll be a lot of hand-wringing about it, but they'll be safe. If William wins HOH, I think they could be safe, but we'll see. We'll see. Well, plus, uh, people are... Starting to people are starting to pair. Think of Kevin and William as a pair because they're saying once Bruno leaves, they're going to be a pair. And you know, you've got the pair of them, the pair of uh, Ike and Dimitri's. I don't. I agree that I don't know if I see Kevin trying to target the only other pair. I agree. Yeah. So yeah. it could so go either way. Something that when Kevin and I have talked about strategy in the past a lot, uh, something that's come up a lot when we've talked about this is the idea of having those big shields in front of you. And that isn't really a strategy. I mean, we saw Kevin try to get close with Gary uh, early in the season. It just didn't work out with, you know, where the numbers lied and everything like that. But I think now that he's kind of been now that him and Bruno have been separated I would if you know things change. He's been in the house for quite some time. But if he ha- if he's thinking the way he was thinking uh, the last time him and I talked strategy, uh, I-, I do agree with Brent. I think he is going to keep Dimitri's and Ika in the house because it just doesn't make sense for yeah, him. Yeah, because then the next week he can't play for HOH. Let's say Dimitri's is out of the house. He needs he needs Dimitri's to win HOH to save him the following week. Yeah, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think what better way to get Ika and Dimitri's trust than by winning yes. HOH and by not putting either and they would make a formidable trio maybe you could include william in that for a quartet but i feel like william is wishy-washy when it comes to him and dre and you know him and kevin what whose side is he really on but if you know if if they could take possession of that and own that and you know like let's let's say this kevin wins hoh says to ike and dimitris i'm with you guys i understood why you made the move last week i tried to tell you i was with you i'm still telling you i'm with you i'm not putting Mm -hmm. you on the block we're going after these people in the mean in the middle it's us four until the end you know, or uh, yeah. us three, however he wants to play it. Uh, I feel like any other move is wrong. Yeah, well, because, I mean, when someone's in a vulnerable position or when they think that they could get out, you know, they'll say anything. And so him saying to them when he's on the block, potentially ready to go home, saying, I'm with you, I'm with you, that doesn't mean anything. But if he is in a position of power and he still says I'm with you and he still protects them, that shows that he actually is with them. And I think that that definitely would gain their trust. And they and I really don't feel like if, like, let's say he did that, the next week – I don't believe that Dimitris and Ika would go after Kevin. I don't believe they would. I, I think that they would really, really be like, wow, he yeah. really is with us. So, 
you know, we'll see. Yeah, how- yeah, we'll see. I, I, I hope uh, for Kevin's sake, as a member of Team Kevin, uh, I, I hope that's what happens. I hope he wins and I hope he keeps them safe because I think I'm just tired. I, I don't want to d- flip on my, my TV in two weeks and see the jury segment where it's where it's <laughs> Meta, Cindy, yeah. Uno, Ika, Kevin all sitting at there looking at each other like a like a bunch of cartoon villains who got caught <laughs> and say, what what were we doing? How did we end up in this position? Like we should have just teamed up and worked together. This just doesn't make any sense. Uh, but uh, alas, that is going to do it for this edition of the Happy Hour. Thank you so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. If the chat room could get some hashtag ideas going, that would be great. Uh, just some housekeeping stuff. Uh, I am not able to attend the show tomorrow, so apologies for that. Uh, I have a prior engagement that I am scheduled to attend, so uh, I will not be here, but don't worry, you're in good hands. Taryn Armstrong will be hosting the Happy Hour tomorrow, so big shout-out to Taryn for filling in behind the host chair. Uh, Brent will be there as well, as long as his voice doesn't give out between now and then. Uh, Alex Kidwell, I believe, will be there too. And uh, I don't know. Melissa, are you going to be there? Or we don't know yet. We'll see. Uh, I think I'm scheduled to be there. I think okay, the plan okay. is I'm supposed to be there. Okay, cool. So I think we're getting a full LFC roster tomorrow, so that should be fun. <laughs> so, so definitely check that out. Uh, Sunday, the LFC show will be back. Uh, uh, sorry, I'm going from uh, A to C to B. Uh, also, uh, on Friday, I believe that's when Rob will have his exit interview out. So keep your uh, – yeah, Friday will be when it is out. So uh, be on the lookout for that exit interview with, we assume, Bruno, uh, unless something crazy happens. So keep your eyes out on that. Uh, and then, yeah, again, uh, robiswebsite.com slash torontobbcan if you want to go hang out with Rob, the LFC, and some BBCan alumni in uh, Toronto next month. Yes. Uh, okay. Hashtags. We're looking here. I feel like you said it, Jordan, because the hashtags I see in the chat room are pretty terrible. I mean, no offense, no Tino Shea people, but Bruno <laughs> evicted. I mean, girl, please. I mean, I love you, but no. Uh, BB hates us. No. Uh, I feel like it was A to C to B. Like, yeah, A to C to B. Yeah, I, I said that, that earlier, and then you, yeah. you said it. Yeah. I, I think that makes sense. So let's go with that. We're going to go with A, hashtag A to C to B. Uh, I will be back next Wednesday. Uh, hopefully, my guest doesn't have work, uh, but I will announce it now. Well, yeah, I'll just announce it now because why not? Uh, I love, you know, people accuse me all the time. You know what, JP, you suck up to everybody, blah, blah, blah. Maybe not so much now. That used to be a thing. But honest to God, this is my favorite BB can guest. I think you know this because I talk this guy up all the time. Godfrey Manguiza will be returning to the Rehappy Hour next Wednesday. Uh, Probably the last time Godfrey is on the Rehappy Hour ever, which really makes me sad. So uh, we will have... Just to be clear, wait, I can stop you real quick. Because you said this a couple of times. The uh, the Rehappy Hour was an invention that you you had, but we will still be here after the episode. No, yes, yes. Uh, No, I'm just People, you keep saying that people keep thinking, oh, are you guys going away? Well, just, just, (laughs) uh, yeah. So just to clarify, the Happy Hour podcast, podcast will retire the lfc will continue there will still be big brother canada wrap ups there will still be the lfc the name, show the name is retiring the yes. name is retired everyone's still around everyone's Don't still here i yes. won't be here i'm just self brent selfishly for me i just like talking to godfrey on the podcast so you're that, taking your copyright with you that's what it is yes <laughs> I, I i am until maybe maybe one day i am 
Hashtag uh, risen again with two S's. I, I don't I don't plan on that, <laughs> but you never know. So I, I think that that's uh, I think that's why Rob is uh, retiring the name. But anyway, or until another Big Brother Canada alum uh, wants to come on and be a host of a, an RHAP podcast, which I, I think would be great. I would love to see that on BB Can 6. You never know. Maybe that'll happen. Uh, anyway, that is going to do it for this edition of the Happy Hour. We will see you guys next time. For Brett Walkabout and Melissa Denny, I'm Jordan Parhar. Hashtag A to B, A to C to B. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Peace out. The theme song of the reality TV Rehappy Hour is written and performed by Ryan Elder. Check out more of his work at ryaneldermusic.com.